Hello, New York sports fans. We are back. Another episode of the Jersey Turnpike Boys. I am Zach, along with my co-host, Nick. Nick, what's going on, man? It's been a while, Zach. Lots lots of not fun things to talk about right now. Um, All-Star break started. Yeah, it has been a while. Uh, I guess the one thing we had possibly going for us as a Mets fan was a Pete Alonso making a run in the home run derby, and we all saw that how that ended up. But yeah, it's been frustrating being a Mets fan. It's frustrating being a Giants fan right now, and I'm sure you as a Yankees fan definitely are dealing with your fair share of frustration as well. But yeah, eight games over 500 is unacceptable. So absolutely. Well, the Mets that's are eight like games a, under 500. <laughs> that's the equivalent of a Yankees season, Zach. But I think we can start with the Mets and. As we're recording this now, they lost the first two games to the Dodgers, scoring combined one run. They look absolutely pathetic, and it's even more alarming coming out of the All-Star break because they had to look decent before the All-Star break. Had a letdown in San Diego. Realistically, that one game that Scherzer loses on Sunday probably changed the momentum of how the Mets go into the All-Star break. And then they just come out came out flat the last two games against the Dodgers. Got well, the shut first out game, on... they get one hit shutout. I, Nimmo had that leadoff hit, and they don't get a hit the rest of the game. So they get shut out first game. Verlander pitches fairly well coming out of the All-Star break, kind of gets roughed up a little bit in that fifth inning uh, before they pull him out. But he pitched okay, but, I mean, the Mets, the Mets bats kind of like got them in trouble first game, and then – you out, you go one one game, kind of competitive game going, and then you kind of blow it towards the end. Some bad defensive plays, uh, but just that's not the way you want to go. Come back a- after the All Star break, and we'll see what Billy Epler does with this team right now, right? Because you have the you have the trade deadline approaching August first, and it doesn't look like this team isn't dead, but the the future for this season is looking pretty pretty bleak so it might be time to make a move it might be time to kind of sell off assets instead of trying to acquire assets on the bright side look you know tommy fam's had a good season uh he's kind of a guy who can help a contender contribute uh there's definitely a market for him right now so maybe you can use him as a piece to maybe build up the farm system uh we all know the mets don't have the most talents the most talent in their farm system right now so maybe he's a piece you can kind of use to build up that farm system at this point, because yeah, like I said, this season's looking pretty, pretty bleak. So it might be time to kind of move on to the future, kind of get some, maybe even time to dump some payroll. I know there's been talk about possibly moving Verlander and Scherzer. Uh, we'll see if they go ahead and move those assets, but yeah, Mets are definitely in a tough spot right now. It's going to be tough. It's going to be definitely interesting to see what Billy Epler does come uh, August 1st. Zach, you said the Mets aren't dead. You're technically right on that. But they're on a ventilator right now. They are on life support. And Billy Epler is now in charge of if he wants to pull the plug or not. And you know, with the Mets too, I don't know where you go. I really don't. What you just kind of said it, you don't there's not much in the farm system. There's not much really to sell. 
What? Who do you even trade away if you're going to trade away players? It's really just Tommy Pham. He's kind of he's kind of the piece. He's had a he's had a good season. He's really the movable piece. Uh, Yeah, but what are you going to get back? And then you kind of build this team around. You locked up Nimmo. Alvarez has played well, so you have him. He's he looks like he could be a young star for this team. Beatty obviously struggled last night in the field, but you're hopeful that he can contribute for this team. You got to lock down Pete for the future. You got to keep McNeil and you got to kind of build around those young, young players. I think, I think that's kind of the only direction the Mets can go at this point, try to bolster up the farm, maybe get a bullpen arm here and there here. If you can, Uh, some guy who's major league ready for Tommy fam, if you want to go that direction, but yeah, I mean, this is pretty much a nightmare scenario right now. This is not the direction any Mets fan thought the season would go. And, it's very disappointing uh, if you're a Mets fan right now. There's been nothing good that's happened this year. There's been, is there even been one bright spot on this team? Maybe you okay, Francisco Alvarez. Fan. Pete before he got hurt, yeah, maybe before he got plucked on the wrist in Atlanta. Nimmo, yeah, Nimmo's been solid. I wouldn't say he's been exceeding expectations, but I don't think he he's been under underperforming either. Um. Yeah, and your bullpen is not very good. The offense is subpar at best. I, it's unbelievable. And look, it just it literally looks like a team that in the wild card after that Atlanta series, it's been a completely different Mets team. And there's yeah. nothing that's actually changed about the Mets. I, I don't know what it is about that Atlanta series and what's happened since then, but this isn't really that much of a different team that was we talked about a year ago from now talk about going to the world series they lose a game in atlanta they they lose a series in atlanta i'm sorry they then lose the division they go are flat in the wild card series against the padres and get eliminated in the first weekend of the playoffs and they haven't gotten out of it since i don't i'm, I'm, there, I'm i mean there are a couple of things they're losing a lot of one one run close games they're losing a lot of games uh they're losing a lot of close games. So they're not finding a way to win these tight games. Right. So that's obviously an issue. And well, having Diaz Edwin Diaz. Yes. Of that as well. Edwin Diaz is a big part of that. The struggle, the struggles at the top of this rotation, uh, starting pitching, even starting pitching depth, right? Last year, Tyler McGill and David Peterson were both big contributors for this team. They have not been this season. Uh, and they haven't gotten consistency out of the bullpen. They haven't gotten consistency out of Sterling Marte. He was a huge part of this team last year. And he's really struggled at times for this team. And yeah, he's that's another area where they're weak. Uh I mean, he was an all-star for the Mets last year. So and he definitely is nowhere near all-star level this season. So not him not contributing at the way he did last year really hurts this team. And Pete's definitely not contributed at the rate he was last year. He definitely just has not been the same since he got plucked on the uh the hand wrist um what was that like two months ago so yeah yeah they just haven't been the same team you're right they did keep like a good part of this core they have the highest payroll you expect more but it just hasn't gone their way this year uh another thing i want david robertson's a guy they can kind of move off of he's had a pretty good season so far 2.06 era yeah uh, he's not you know what the problem is too with the mats he's older look- too so i mean the- contender can Get him, try to get some assets out. Yeah. Some younger the, guys. The problem with Robertson is he's actually probably a lot more valuable of a player than 
we probably see him as because of the position he's getting thrown. He's not he's not really supposed to be a eighth inning, ninth inning guy. Neither is Adam Onovino, but they're forced to be in that position now because of Edwin Diaz being out. And it's probably made Robertson look worse than he actually is, but yeah, maybe Robertson is maybe. a value piece, but Robertson um, stepped up for this team this year, though. I think the Mets would have a way worse record if it wasn't for Robertson. Yeah, he's definitely contributed in some big, big spots so far this year. Yeah, we'll say. Um, yeah, I just I don't even know where you go. It's a if you're Billy Epler, what do you do, Nick? Well, you're not buying. You're selling, you're not, right? You're definitely selling. You're not. I buying think you have point. to, but the problem or do you is... kind of wait? I don't know. I mean, the Mets aren't dead. Do you give the up Mets... on the season? You you give it a Heck. couple more games, maybe. You see, I mean, ideally, you would like to see them come out win these two games against LA. If they they win those these last two games, is this a different conversation right now? No. If they win five nothing coming out of the All Star break, and then win five one yesterday. Oh yeah, we're having a different is, conversation. I thought you meant their next upcoming two games. No, oh yeah, no, we absolutely. We're just saying. Are. So we're these last probably, two games, now we're, we're throwing probably, in the towel. We're probably not even freaking out as much if they took two or three in San Diego. But what the consistent thing is is there's opportunities in front of them, but they keep losing. They're not. You're. They keep clearly showing that they can't get the job done. Yet an opportunity against a team that you could have also leapfrogged in the wild card race in San Diego. You blew that one with Scherzer on the mound to seal, try and seal seal the series. And then the Dodgers, it's, hey, put up or shut up time. The Dodgers are a good team. They're a playoff team. And you did nothing against them either. And so far you mustered one run. And it honestly, Zach, it, they're on life support right now. They really are. They're not dead. I don't disagree with you there, but they are far from being able to breathe on their own. Okay, then if they're not dead, do you get rid of Tommy Fan Dave Robertson? You pull the plug. That's absolutely what you do. You absolutely you should do. pull I mean, the plug. You can make Even, a case for keeping them. You make a case for getting rid of them. I, his, I, I think you can argue either way, but I, I, even, I would probably get rid of him. Yeah, I think you just don't have a good feeling about watching this Mets team. They just can't find a win to like sneak out. these. They can't find a way to sneak out these wins this year. Uh, but the other question, too, is even if they're not – buy sellers of the trade deadline. What do you actually do to even improve the team? Steve Cohen, your owner, literally said, the money I'm spending on this team is not sustainable. He can't keep adding to this payroll. He needs. He said he needs to build up a farm system and go from there. So, Yes, that's exactly s- what he needs to do. He needs to build up the farm system. The Mets, he can't buy, keep build buying up new huge. expensive pieces. Yeah, you can't keep getting the, the Scherzer, the Verlander, these guys in their late 30s, uh, who kind of washed up kind of during their tail in the career. You saw Verlander win a Cy Young last year. So as a Mets fan, you were pretty hopeful that he can kind of replicate what he did in Houston last year, but he's been far from that so far this year, which has been disappointing. But yeah, I think at this point you got to kind of build up for the future and kind of build a farm system, build up the farm Steve system, invest these guys in their young twenties. Uh, look, we've seen what Alvarez done. He's a heck of a player. He's got a, bright future ahead of him his bat speed is off the charts i think Beatty could produce vientos obviously struggled with the mets so far this year uh they kind of set down to triple a but i think he's a guy you're hopeful for can come up to the majors at some point and produce uh 
they produce in some DH capacity because the Mets have really struggled in that area this so far this season. But yeah, I think I think the Mets kind of have to chalk this maybe have to chalk the season up as a loss and kind of move forward, kind of move in a different direction for the future. If that pop up that Brett Beatty missed last night wasn't the last straw, I don't know what is. Yeah, kind of. I mean, do you remember? Uh, might have been like 10, 11 years ago. It was a Subway series. I think you already oh, know Luis Castillo? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course I remember Luis Castillo. How could any Yankee fan ever forget that one, Zach? Oh, I That's remember, my... I remember seeing uh, you the day, a- the day after that, <laughs> the morning after that, and then you and a couple of our friends to start looking up to the sky with a hand up <laughs> as soon as I walk in the room. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to relive that next week, Zach, when the vets come visit the Bronx. But we'll uh, we'll see from there. I guess since we are talking little Yankees now, I guess we can move into them and kind of talk about where they're at as well, too. They're not – yes, we're eight games over 500, Zach, but this is in a stacked American League, a stacked American League East. <laughs> I don't – Yankees are an average team at best. And I don't really know where they go from here. We've kind of talked about a lot of this team is probably better than what they're putting out there every day when you look at this lineup. Um, But their hitters are just aren't hitting. Stan's now getting hot finally. He's hit a home run in four straight games, but he's batting less than 100 since he got back from his injury. Donaldson's had 15 hits all year and 14 of them have been home runs. Glaber's been solid, but you can't just Glaber can't be the only solid player. Rizzo started off the year really hot, but he's gone ice cold now. I don't know what's going on with him. He's not healthy or anything. DJ LeMay, who's the biggest shock, Zach. 220. DJ's batting 232 right now. Yeah, he's a guy you expect to hit for average and get on base. This is a guy who won a batting title. This this three years ago? Four years ago. This is like Jeff McNeil this year. Jeff McNeil was hitting, won the batting title last yeah. year. Now McNeil's hitting 260. It's worse, actually. DJ's hitting 232. Yeah. And that's because also because he's collected six hits in the last two nights in Colorado. So hopefully he's turning it around. They don't have a left fielder, which is another issue. It's super frustrating with that. And it, I don't know what they, what Cashman was thinking. They live and died off a judge last year. They're going to live and die off a judge again this year. You just ran it back again. And I saw a statistic uh, the other day. It was without judge in the lineup, the Yankees have the fifth worst offense in major league baseball. Oh, I'm surprised it's even that low. I'm surprised it's even worst. that high. They, I, I saw stats where I think they were bottom two, bottom three. They were, they were one point Zach. I'm pretty sure. Besides the Athletics and maybe the Royals, they had the worst batting, and maybe the Rockies, they had the worst batting average in baseball. Average, it the might worst, be lower. I'm the talking, worst batting average. I think in runs. I think that's that third worst. or fourth worst batting average in baseball. They're they're a they're sub five hundred team without Judge. They're not a playoff team without Judge. They're not making the playoffs if Judge doesn't come back. And God knows when he's going to well, come back. Well, that's why he won MVP people. last year, right? Because we see the value he has to this team. Yeah. Uh, and But Cashman didn't do anything to help improve that. Right. He kind and of when you got embarrassed in, in the basket. American League Championship Series last year, and if it wasn't for Hal Steinbrenner, 
Cashman would have let him walk too. Cashman was not gonna willing to pay him the contract that Hal decided to give him. And I I don't get it. And it's another dog shit job by Cashman. They're you've been say saying it. this, you've been saying this for a while though. So at least you've been consistent with your take here. This, this one is worse, Zach. There's no reason just because Aaron Judge goes down that they're not a playoff team still. It's not even and they're not a, not a playoff team, team right team. now. They're not even close to a playoff team without him. True. They're they are <laughs> they're one of the, the worst teams in baseball without him. Zach, they were on Friday night, they were last in the American League East. That's the first you know when the last time they were dead last in the American League East was? This especially this far into the season. One was probably like twenty years. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Thirty you years. You and I weren't thoughts yet, Zach. Yeah. Every year we've been on this planet, the Yankees have never been in last place in the American League East. This year they were, with the second highest payroll in baseball, and a team that you knew had some very gaping holes in it, because you continue to trot out Josh Donaldson. You brought back Aaron Hicks and tried to have him go out there every day. You didn't go into the season with a left fielder. You didn't do anything to improve the offense in the offseason, but you did improve the pitching, which wasn't an issue in the playoffs. I... I'm amazed you continue to rely on injury-prone players. Bader's important when he is back. I agree with that. Stan's the most streaky hitter in baseball, but you're kind of stuck with him at this point. I don't know, and it's Hal's not going to do anything about it. The Yankees are where they are right now. You're kind of starting to see some holes start to pop, and maybe the ship start to sink a little bit because I'm not sure if you saw, Zach, the Yankees, after the All-Star break, fired their hitting coach. I did see. And that's the first time. So Cashman's been the GM since, I believe, 96. Could be wrong, though. I mean, it's somewhere in that range. Cashman's never fired a coach in season before in his tenure, and he's done it this year. So you're kind of – maybe that'll turn it around. I don't know. They looked good. They looked terrible on Friday night against the Rockies, where they only scored – Two runs against a pitcher with a six-something ERA. In Colorado, it's, too. In Colorado. Ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. It was the first two batters. Glaber led off with a double, and then Stan hit a two-run homer, and that was it for offense on Friday night. They they looked okay last night. They scored six runs and won six-three. Against I mean, another pitcher with a six ERA. They got to take care of business today in Colorado and win this series, and the maybe Yankees, we'll feel better for a few more days. But the Yankees are a this team. inning coach maybe turns it around. The Yankees are a team where they're leading batters batting 259. I mean, you gotta you gotta almost make a change at that point, a hitting coach, right? What's the team average right now? I think it's like 230. I mean I'm, I'm being surprised if even that high. 220, 230. I mean, that's with the second highest payroll in baseball, that's unacceptable. Like you it had to be done. It wasn't even like Cashman had a choice. <laughs> he basically had to do it if he so you can give him credit there, but it's kind of like it's, he had to act. It seems like it was, it seems like it was a couple pieces of raw meat to the hungry, angry Yankee fans. Yeah, he had to who do something. wanted house cleaned. So Cashman decided, I'll give them a little piece of raw meat right now, so they don't gun for my job right in the middle of the season. Right, but when they It'll get eliminated, like he was courageous and made a big move. He had to make the move. <laughs> he knows his job is starting to well. I don't know. Hal probably won't fire him, but he knows that uh, his job is very much starting to get questioned a little bit. Not that it hasn't the last 10 years since they've won a championship. But frustrating as hell, Zach. Um, 
I'm over this. I'm you kind of over baseball. Me? Training camp's opening soon, so I'm kind of getting a little bit of light a day where I can start seeing some winning teams again. Yes. Even though the Giants are frustrating me right now. That's what I was about to say is frustrating me. We want to see Saquon Barkley on the field. Coming off arguably one of his best seasons. I mean, you say last season, his rookie, cam- rookie campaign, his two best seasons uh, as a New York Giant. Contract still not done. Uh, I think the deadline is is tomorrow, yeah. right? July 17th. We have, as of right now, it's 1.13 as we record this on Sunday. They had till 4 p.m. on Monday. So we're at about a little less than 27 hours to get a deal done with Saquon. Or we're in trouble. And I don't know. If a deal's not done by 4 o'clock tomorrow, Zach, it's very likely that Saquon might not be in the lineup week one against the Cowboys. And look, it I understand the Giants' perspective because, A, the running back market is what it is right now. There's no reason to pay Saquon what Saquon's probably looking for in the $14, $15 million range. Even 13 probably is a little too high to pay him. Plus, you're in cap hell right now. You need to start to build. Joe Shane's this is his first offseason, really trying to build his own roster and set up his own championship team. And paying Saquon a lot of money is going to hold them back if they do. So Shane's going to make a very logical decision for the future. Shane is not – it's going to be the same thing as last year. Shane, it was kind of whatever happens with this team happens. Shane wants to win and probably make the playoffs this year, but he is still looking towards the future and building a future team a better team in the future. So I don't know. And I don't, the giants don't make the playoffs without Saquon this year. And I think Saquon is going to be set for a prime year this year, but they can't pay him what he probably wants to get paid. No, it's a matter of who, right. Wants. It's, it's going to be a the running back markets tough right now. I mean, the giants are giving Saquon a fair offer. I think that I don't think the giants are trying to screw Saquon. I think they're giving him, a very fair offer. I mean, I get Saquon's perspective, right? This is only contract. He wants to get the bag. Yeah, exactly. Like, I understand what he's trying to do, but the Giants have all the leverage. He's not going to play with another team. Well, he's not. He, this is the thing, too. It's it's really a who's going to budge first. And I think if the Giants are smart, they don't budge. What's he going to no do, way. sit out? What, what, when has a running back sat out and then that's been progressed and helped his career right you look now it's what well, look at Le'Veon bell right that basically ended his career it's going to be career suicide if saquon does that but it's still the fans are going to get angry over it we know for sure it's going to hurt the team a lot this year they're not going to playoff team they're going to be a fringe playoff team this year they're definitely not a playoff team without saquon if they he's not here this year um they're in a stacked division that's also yeah and a tough very tough schedule this year too but We'll see. I, the Giants should call Saquon's bluff. I think that's what they need to do. But I do think eventually, I feel like like every negotiation, it goes to the 11th hour. They're eventually going to come to their senses that you holding out, us not holding our ground is not going to benefit either of us. And some middle ground is going to be met. I'm confident that some middle ground is going to be met tomorrow by 4 o'clock. I hope so. I... Saquon, from what I've seen this offseason, looks like he's in prime shape and ready to freaking rock this year. And <laughs> we need him on the fields. But we need him at the right place Look, He's as just well. holding out. He's, he's 
his bargain's high. He wants McCaffrey money. They're not. He's not going to get McCaffrey money. Uh, Everyone's playing their cards to where it needs to go, to where it's going to head towards eventually a middle ground. Right. But everyone's going to play their cards the way they should be playing their cards, and that's exactly what's happening. Here. Shane's offering him a fair deal. He's offering him the deal he should be offering him. So yeah, but Saquon's also playing the only move he has, which is to threaten to hold out. Yeah. Which I get as well too. Saquon needs his money, so we'll see what happens. I hope to God by four o'clock tomorrow that Saquon signed at a reasonable contract. I don't think Shane's going to get schooled here. We need him Saquon. on the field for week one. We want him in training camp too. We want him in training camp when it opens. I don't think it benefits them not having him in training camp to start the year. And this Dable Kafka offense, so he'll have a nice that he'll have, he has a full year under his belt on the system, so. He's not trying to learn a new system too in this offense. So I know we'll benefit say. both DJ and Saquon. We'll see. The other interesting thing I think I noticed, Zach, are you excited to see some hard knocks with the Jets this year? Yeah, it's been a while. What was that? 2012? 20, 2010 was the last time the Jets were on okay. hard knocks yep. with Rex Ryan. Yeah, Rex. It's it's not gonna be new. Who's that number everything. three? <laughs> That's a hell of a player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck number three is. That's what I said to Coughlin. Now, the best... Rex Ryan has some goal quotes in there. He's the a one character. When when, uh... Yeah, it, that's what's going to be disappointing about this Hard Knocks is Robert Sala's a dud compared to Rex Ryan. But you got Rodgers. Well, well, no, Rodgers. So it sounds like the interesting thing, and it concerns Jets fans, but I think how Rodgers is trying to change the culture... They're going to handle it the right way. Um, no one on the Jets wants hard knocks. So they're not going to give them anything. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want it. He flat out said it this week. He doesn't want it. Everyone on the Jets has said they don't want hard knocks. And I think the way Aaron Rodgers kind of changed the culture in the Jets locker room, they're going to be on the right same page with how they're going to handle hard knocks. They're probably going to give us duds of uh, content, but... The Jets is about winning a Super Bowl. They don't care about making uh, making headlines for years. I'm to sure come. HBO hard knocks like yeah, kind of sure like H- Rex Ryan. I'm sure HBO will do something. I'm sure there'll be some entertainment provided in there. Uh, I don't know if you've checked out the show Quarterback too on Netflix. Uh, I think it came out either Wednesday or Thursday this past week. I need to watch, watch the that. watch that the first couple good. episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's a good watch if anyone listening or. Have some time. I recommend watching that. Uh, we'd like to How see that on Daniel episodes? Jones. They're 45 minute episodes. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, no, see, I don't want right now. See, it's is... on uh, I'm Patrick on Mahomes, same... Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins. I'm in the same people. boat as the Jets, though. I'm okay if Daniel Jones doesn't ever go on quarterback because I just want Daniel Jones to focus on football and winning football games. I don't need I mean, at the end of the day. I, mean, I don't really, all I want is a Super Bowl. I don't really care. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, care about I don't that. need. I don't need quarterback. I just need Daniel Jones to win me a Super Bowl. If that could yeah. happen at some point, if Shane could build the right roster around him. So we'll see, Zach. Uh, I think another year under this open. system, this Kafka Dable offense, uh, I think the Giants, but they, the schedule definitely gets a little tougher this year. They had a pretty soft schedule last year. So we'll, we'll see. see. Tough, tough division. They have arguably two of the top teams in the NFC in their division. So. We'll uh we'll go through the schedule once training camp opens and we'll uh see where we think they're gonna be this year. I have an idea looking at it already, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Should be a good season. 
Well, we mercifully need baseball season to end first. Yeah. I mean, the two highest payrolls in Major League Baseball, and this is what we get. This is what we get. Combined 500 baseball between the Mets and the Yankees so far this year. And maybe one wild card appearance if we're lucky. Unbelievable. If we're lucky. That's even a big Yankees are not in the playoffs right now. Neither team's in the playoffs. What a well, joke. Let's hope uh, Billy Epler makes some good moves to the Mets uh, leading into this August 1st trade deadline, set the Mets up to, for, some, for some future success. Let's hope to see the Mets and the Yankees get some more wins, kind of head into the rest of the season. And uh, let's 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 get the Saquon deal done, Nick. Let's get this contract. Let's get this signed. Let's get him on the field. Let's get let's get Big Blue some W's this year and back in the playoffs. Joe Shane, Brian Cashman, Billy Epler need to get to business. Yeah. Make us feel better. I think that's all the time we have for today. As always, guys, thank you for uh, for listening and to make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok if you're not following us already. Yeah, thanks for listening as always, guys, and we'll see you next time.